You post a job, had the interview, and hired your new employee, and everything is great. Six months later, however, the employee is coming in late more and more. Sometimes, they don't even show up for work at all. You ask why, but the excuses simply don't add up. Now the time has come to let them go. One of the hardest things to do in your business is to fire someone. However, you have to make that hard choice and cut your losses or continue to subsidize bad behavior that could possibly run your company into the ground. How did this happen? I have a few ideas. My name is Dominic Lawson, and this is The Startup Life. Let's begin. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother... Life is brought to you by OWLS. If you are a high-impact organization, school, small business, or nonprofit, and you are in need of professional development or strategy in your organization, you can reach OWLS at 901-857-4818 or visit our website at www.askowlsllc.com. OWLS will also be the home to our new online school, the OWL Academy, coming soon. All right, Startup Life Nation. So today we're going to talk about, well, Firing an employee is one of those things where you don't really want to do it. You never want to be in a position where you're messing with somebody's livelihood. But at the same time, it's your business. And so you have to be responsible for your business. So we're going to talk about uh, letting somebody go today. All right. So in the first segment, we'll focus on signs to look for that somebody may need to be fired. Next, we'll shift our focus to how to discipline before firing. There may be some corrective action we can take with that employee before it comes to actual termination. We'll take a break. We'll shift our focus to avoiding illegal reasons before firing somebody. The thing is, is that you definitely want to have a just reason or a just cause for firing somebody. Otherwise, you can find your business, and sometimes, depending on how your business is set up, personally, you can find yourself in a world of hurt. So you definitely want to avoid that. We'll talk about that. And lastly, in the last segment, we'll talk about the actual process of termination uh, for an employee. You want to have a certain level of decorum uh, or a certain process in you will. So that way you can avoid maybe some backlash, if you will. So startup relation, I hope you're ready to receive some great value today and let's take flight. One of the major red flags to fire somebody or as the title suggests, promote an employee to customer, as I like to say, is a no call, no show. It is one of those things where is really almost unexcusable in most instances. Now, the thing is, like, life happens, right, where you may have a death in the family or something like that. Obviously, you know, calling your employer is the last thing you are thinking about in a situation like that. But let's say if your uh, kid gets sick or your car won't start or something like that, you should at least, uh, they should at least call in order to, uh, to let you know what's going on. Because the thing is, like, when they're not at the job or at the workhouse, as you want to put it or whatever, they're not producing. And if they're not producing, you're not making money. And business is in the, in the business of making money. So when somebody doesn't call or doesn't show up, that's really a huge, major red flag as to uh, maybe it's time to let them go. Now, I will say this. If they do this one time, then obviously you may want to have a warning system. And that really speaks to maybe having a certain policy 
uh, for no call, no shows. And when you hire that personnel, uh, hire your personnel, you want to make sure you um, have those policies or voice those policies up front. So that way they'll be no, they'll uh, be aware of it. So like I said, if they do it like, you know, one time or something like that, you'll definitely will want to get them a warning. But after the second or third time, it's probably time to go ahead and let them go. And most uh, corporations have that that particular policy and you can adopt that in your business as well. But it's really up to you if you want to have like that one warning thing or, you know, I mean, you could have that on the first time they no call, no show to fire somebody. But I think as entrepreneurs, we do need to have a level of uh, empathy, if you will, because like I said, life happens. So you want to be uh, aware of that. But uh, multiple no call, no shows is probably time to let that person go. Another red flag um, is if an employee's production is low. Uh, the thing is, as small business owners, we usually make projections like in our business plan that also reflects within the business plan in our financial numbers. And so these projections, we say in Q3 of 2017, if you will, we expect to have uh, generated this much revenue based on this much production, right? And so if you have employees in your organization who are not meeting the uh, certain metrics that you had set in place in order to reach those projections or if not exceeded, because that's what we're always trying to do as entrepreneurs. If you have a personnel that's not meeting those production numbers, then that's a problem because not only are you, you know, losing money, but you're not hitting goals that you set. And then keep in mind, it's your organization. And so you definitely want to make sure that you're hitting your goals in order to move your company forward. So it may seem like maybe one or two people um, not hitting their goals is not too much of an issue. But at the same time, lack of production adds up. Just like we say on the inverse that, you know, you know, every little bit counts. Like when we say about, you know, when we were told as kids, like when, you know, every penny counts when you're saving, the same works in, um, in business um, on, the, on the negative side. Every little piece of production that's being slacked up on or not being done, it truly adds up and it can show up uh, as a huge negative and put your company in the red as opposed to the black really quickly in your organization. Another thing you want to look at is somebody who's kind of is not really fitting the company culture or they kind of stir the pot a little bit, right? Uh, I can't tell you how many times we see in an organization that you have that one person that, you know, has like these negative thoughts or feelings and they express those feelings and those things can really be infectious. It's almost like, you know, and I hate to be cliche, that one bad apple spoils the bunch. It truly is like that. And so when you have that one person who is constantly, we can't do this or, Sally did this. Why can't I do this? Or John uh, is not, you know, meeting his production standards, right? That that's something that, you know, like a cancer needs to be excised. And I hate to say it uh, that bluntly, but it's the truth. When you have that person that goes against your company culture that you had put in place in order to keep morale up, that leads to keeping production up, that keeps, you know, um, the sales revenue being generated, that can really you know, derail uh, your plans as far as moving forward and scaling in your business. So if you have somebody who turns out to not really fit the culture and they're staring that pot a little bit, it's probably a time, uh, another sign that they probably need to go look for employment elsewhere. Another sign or red flag, if you will, to consider is somebody who's not willing to adapt to change. The thing is, 
Nothing in business or in life, for that matter, stays still or stays stagnant. And so you're always trying to improve customer experience. You're always trying to improve your process. You're always trying to improve how you generate revenue, whatever the case may be. And so sometimes you're going to have people who initially, they're going to tell you everything you want to hear, you know, so they can get hired, right? So they can get that paycheck. But over time, you'll start to see they're not really willing to adapt to change. And change, like I said earlier, change happens in organizations and in business and in industries all the time. Matter of fact, as of right now, we talk about the the immersion of automation in organizations. And so we don't live, we're starting to be an usher to an era of business where you can't really just do certain low-skilled jobs for a long period of time um, because automation allows you to do it faster and better. And the thing is, is you have to always be willing to seek out professional development, sharpen skills. We actually teach um, in schools a, um, a leadership seminar uh, based off the seven uh, habits of highly effective teens. And one of the, the main uh, tenets of that book, or one of the habits, if you will, is sharpening the saw, always constantly developing redeveloping, reinventing yourself in order to be marketable, not just in the workplace, but in life. But since we're talking about in your business, you have to have employees that are willing to always uh, adapt to that change, adapt to that professional development model, because that's uh, not only beneficial to you and your organization, it's also beneficial to them as well, because we talked about in an earlier episode how sometimes people outgrow a role. And so you can have so much professional development that, A, maybe you can promote them within your organization or sometimes it's probably time for them to move on. Not anything that's like, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, when you're trying to sell professional development in your business, you you know, you can you know always sell them on the fact that it's you know beneficial not just to the business, but to them as well. And lastly, uh, another thing you want to look out for is how they are able to... um, deal with customer complaints. And and the thing is, we all know for a fact in our businesses, uh, those complaints are going to come. And you can't have somebody who who flies off the handle with customer complaints or gets irritated with customer complaints. Unfortunately, there's, there, there's a, and I can't make this up. I wish I was making this up, but I can't make this up. There have been not just one, but a few instances where we've had, um, where there was a customer complaining the drive-through, and they've got into it with an employee in the drive-through to the point where people have, uh, you know, come out of their car or they came out of the restaurant, like the employee came out of the restaurant to fight each other. I've seen an instance where, um, and, I, <laughs> and like I said, I can't make this up, where a an employee from a fast food restaurant threw grease on the customer because they were upset with the customer because of a complaint the customer had. Okay, so obviously this is something you do not want to have in your business. And so um, having employees that are unable to or unwilling to deal with customer complaints is a huge red flag. It probably goes that no call, no show is probably one. And this one is one B. Right. Like that, there really are uh, detrimental to your organization and you want to try to. Uh, see if you can do some corrective actioning 
in that regard. But if you can't, it's probably time to let them go. It's definitely a red flag. The next thing I want to talk to you about is maybe some uh, some disciplinary action or corrective action, if you will, before we're talking about firing an employee. Uh, so what does that look like? Well, for starters, um, you can set up like a probationary period. And this is actually a great example of something you can have in a uh, employee's manual, if you will. You have out have uh, certain policies and procedures that uh, kind of sets the expectation of what the company can expect. It really does set that expectation of these are our boundaries, these are our rules, these are our policies and procedures. And if you go outside of that, we can have like a probationary period where uh, you have a warning or we can have a situation where if it's, it needs to be a little bit escalated, we can reduce the hours, if you will, right? So uh, a probationary period is one of those things that you can use in your business when you're trying to um, make that corrective action and not just go from straight from something the employee did wrong to just straight up termination. Another thing you may want to consider is maybe a demotion. A lot of times when we have employees, they work themselves up through the ranks. And let's be honest, they kind of get the big head, if you will, (laughs) we say in the neighborhood, they kind of get... Uh, too big for their bridges. And so they feel like maybe they're a little bit above the law, if they will. But sometimes we kind of have to bring them down to earth. Now, I'm not saying on the first instance, go ahead and demote them. But what I am saying is that if they've been promoted, then obviously they've been put in some type of leadership role in your organization. And so if they're not exemplifying that, maybe we need to reduce that role if there's uh, constant occurrences uh, over time. So maybe a demotion is something that we can Uh, think about doing in our business uh, as opposed to just straight up firing somebody. And that can honestly get the message across like, you know, what you did was wrong and we need to uh, have that corrective action in place or we need to go along with company culture or policies and procedures so that way we can get the right message across not only to uh, the person we're giving the corrective action to, but also uh, to the rest of the uh, employees in the company. Okay. And so Even if it's with uh, a probationary period or a demotion, another aspect we need to uh, another thing we need to put into the fold, if you will, is to document poor performance. Right. So each of your employees may need to have like an employee file where you document not just the bad stuff, but also good stuff as well. But today's uh, episode is focusing on, uh, unfortunately, the negative stuff, the negative stuff that we do. So uh, and another thing to. Another reason you may want to do that is because when it comes to um, firing somebody, which is like, you know, it's a huge deal. Right. But, you know, as my mom would tell me, you want to have all your ducks in a row. So when it comes to a situation where why are you firing me, you can have all this stuff documented to kind of CYA. And, you know, most of you should know what CYA stands for. So I'm not going to really say that on the podcast, but you can go line by line, item by item and say, At this point, you did this action and we uh, had this uh, action in place of that. You did this action on this day and we had this action to counteract that on this day. Right. So you can show that progression as to why it led to uh, unfortunately, ultimately, unfortunately and ultimately maybe a termination, if you will. But these are some of the things that you can kind of show along the way that can kind of deter that employee in your organization to kind of maybe right the ship a little bit. So uh, documenting those poor performances, whether it be going against company culture 
or low production or the things we talked about in the first segment can go a long way to uh, not only as part of uh, maybe writing a ship in that for that employee, but also covering yourself uh, when it comes to um, that uh, termination, if you will. And, you know, like I said, ultimately, we're trying to avoid that. But it's one of those things where. Unfortunately, it is what it is. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. I hope you're getting very good value from today's episode. It's a tough one, but it's one of those things where we have to acknowledge because for as long as you're going to be in business, you're more than likely going to come across uh, the decision to fire somebody. So we'll take a quick break and you're listening to The Startup Life. teacher looking for great resources, look no further than Owls e-commerce store on Teachers Pay Teachers, store name Teaching with Owls. Enjoy great lessons based on stories from great authors such as Kate Chopin's Story of an Hour and Edgar Allan Poe's The Master of the Red Death. And don't worry teachers, all lessons are Common Core aligned. Let's continue. All right, so in the first half of the show, we talked about signs that you should look for that maybe uh, it's time to let somebody go in your organization. Then we focused on how maybe we can avoid termination and maybe uh, do some corrective action or some disciplinary processes in order to avoid uh, straight-up termination. So now we're going to talk about uh, something that's extremely important, avoiding illegal illegal reasons to firing somebody because that can get you in a world of trouble if you do that. Now, most of you who are uh, entrepreneurs and have employees, more than likely you've set up a situation where your employee is an at-will employee. And what that means is you can you know, let them go, reduce their hours, or whatever the case may be, at your will. However, there are certain things that you uh, cannot fire them or reduce their hours for. For example, uh, discrimination. And you cannot discriminate against uh, race, gender, national origin, disability, religion, genetic information, or age. Okay? So now... Uh, like I said, if you're an at-will employer, you can, you know, you can let somebody go uh, outside of those reasons. Uh, but let's say you have a contract with this person. Now, if there's a contract, then that person uh, gets to stay on that job unless there's some type of buyout clause or whatever the case may be. I am not a lawyer, so I would tell you to go seek out a lawyer to get those legalese uh, correct. But just be mindful of that. Another thing you don't want to fire somebody for is in retaliation of something. A lot of times um, we kind of get our feelings hurt because maybe an employee said something uh, out of line or wherever the case may be. You can't fire somebody uh, for retaliating. One thing I see a lot in organizations, especially in small businesses, where there may be some fraternization going on. And so maybe you and one of your employees may have a personal uh, relationship outside of work and maybe that relationship goes sour and we've seen a lot of times where the person a person getting fired because the personal relationship went sour that is illegal you cannot do that okay so be mindful of that in your organization another thing to consider is um, you can't fire somebody for refusing to take a lie detector test there's the Employee Polygraph Protection Act that prohibits most employee employers from doing that. Also, there's actually uh, many states 
uh, that actually prohibit the even the use of a lie detector test. So well, no matter. Uh, so I guess whatever state that you're in, I would seek that out uh, if you're thinking about trying to get a lie detector test done. But I will say this outside of the law, if you are using a lie detector test uh, in your business, I would say that, you know, that's a no, no from a culture standpoint. Let me explain. So if you see somebody that, you know, you think may be lying or whatever the case may be, your other uh, employees or your other teammates, if you will, they're going to see that. And that can be a real quick way to disintegrate morale in your organization where you like, you know, you feel like you, they may they may feel like they're in a, a nanny state or in a they may feel like they're in a country that has a dictatorship. But it's, you know, it's a small business. So I would I would actually uh, I'd actually like to deter you from using a lie detector test or thinking about using a lie detector test in the first place. Now, this next one is a doozy and a huge, huge no, no. I cannot stress it enough. If you're in warehousing or something where there's a lot of physical activity or even if it's not physical activity, if it's like in an office setting and you're not uh, taking the, the necessary breaks uh, per hour's worked, or there are unsafe working conditions. You cannot fire somebody for complaining about OSHA standards because OSHA sets those standards. I mean, you have if you work eight hours, you have to get at least a 30-hour break, or if you work four hours, you got to get like a 15-minute break. They, I think those are still the standards. You may want to check that. But you cannot fire somebody for you not adhering to OSHA standards. That is not only a huge no-no for you to get sued, but you can also get fined from the federal government. You do not want that as a small business because you're pinching pennies as is. So please be mindful of that. Do not fire nobody over uh, not adhering to OSHA standards or complaining about not adhering to OSHA standards. Okay, so just to recap, um, we saw the signs of why an employee may be, need to be fired, right? And then we looked at some disciplinary or corrective action processes to maybe avoid the firing, right? And then we also looked at if we're going to go ahead and let them go, uh, some things to avoid, you know, not to fire them illegally. But even with all that being said, we still have to let this person go. And so this is the point where I tell you or give you an idea of how that interaction should go, okay? So you typically want to call them in your office and within the first 30 seconds, you want to set that expectation. You want to let them know what the purpose of you being them being called into the office is all about. OK, so after you stated the purpose within the first 30 seconds, you don't want it to drag on. You want to go ahead, get to the point like something along the lines of, you know, um, Chris, we've been having some issues with you at work. Uh, we've tried some corrective action approaches. We can actually, this is actually a point where you can go to that employee folder that we talked about, documenting all the steps that we took in order to get to the point that we are today. And then along the lines of, and since we were not able to get the desired result, if you will, uh, it is at this point that we have to let you go. And then it's at that point where you want to concisely uh, detail the uh, the explanations and the details for the separation, like I said, referring back to the documenting the poor performance or documenting the poor uh, production, if you will, or if it's a situation where you're uh, being being disruptive in the workplace, disrupting the culture, you want to uh, voice those things in that uh, in the meeting as well. 
another thing uh, after that you want to consider is to offer the help. Okay, a lot of small business owners don't really focus on this part because the thing is, like nine times out of ten, that employee is not a bad person. Okay, it just be a, a situation where it's just not the correct fit. If you're a somebody who watches football, uh, I talk about all the time about how. Bill Belichick used to work for the Cleveland Browns, okay? And the Cleveland Browns, they were okay under his watch, but they weren't all that great. And eventually he got fired. Obviously, you know this, right? Because now he coaches the New England Patriots. He gets to the Patriots, and now they're like this dynasty, if you will, like four Super Bowls, this, that, and the other. You know the story, right? But the thing is, the Cleveland Browns didn't necessarily fire Bill Belichick because he was a bad person. He could have been just a bad fit. And the same can be said for the employee you just let go. So offer to help. See if you can write uh, a letter of recommendation so they can get employment elsewhere. Because you don't want to to blackball them, if you will, right? Because that's you no, know, that's you no, know, that's not professionally courteous. Uh, and also, if you were to blackball that person. Just because you fired them and they're not in your organization no more doesn't mean that they more than likely don't have ties or phone numbers or interact with your current employees. So if they hear that you're blackballing this person, it can easily get back to your current employees and they'll be like, hmm, you know what? Uh, Maybe I should just go ahead, get my resume in order and just bounce as well. And then you have like this this uh, this issue where you got people leaving your your organization all because you wanted to be, as we like to say, petty, if you will, right? So see if you there's a place where you can kind of offer to help to to help them seek employment elsewhere. Also, I mean, let's be honest, in this day and age, you got to prepare for a backlash as well. So uh, if you, you know, you usually have a general idea of the person because you've been working with them for a while now, because, you know, if you've if you got to the point where you have to let them go, obviously you went through uh, corrective action and try to, you know, warnings in the whole nine yards, right? So you kind of get an idea if there's going to be any backlash or if this person is a typically angry person. Now, sometimes, sometimes you just don't know, right? Because people can be unpredictable, but for the most part, you can kind of tell. So if you have security on the premises, you may want to get security involved, or, you know, if you feel like this uh, person could have a, uh, a physical confrontation or or get angry, if you will. Uh, you can probably hire, like, you know, security temporarily just for the day because, you know, security firms have that service as well. So uh, keep that in mind. Or just be prepared for that. But also, at the same time, see if you can empathize with that person. S- you know, let them know, like, look, we tried our best. We tried everything under the sun to, to avoid uh, this situation. And a lot of times I've seen people... Uh, rescind the termination, if you will. And that's not a great look either because that speaks to um, not being uh, decisive, if you will. And a lot of times employees can see that if you're too indecisive, they can't really respect you as a leader or it knocks some of that um, that respect factor, uh, if you will, for trying to respect you as a leader. So once you you fire a person, that is it. You know, you can't, you know, listen to this. You know, if there's a a sad story where, where maybe, you know, you know, the wife is pregnant or they're trying to put somebody through school or this, that, and the other. And you want to empathize with that, okay? Don't dismiss it at all because they're still an employee of yours at this moment. But uh, once you make the decision to fire somebody, you have to follow through on it, okay? 
Also, keep it professional, okay? Keep it professional. Don't, you know, if they get angry, don't get angry back, okay? Because you definitely don't want to be the reason or the cause that it actually may turn into a physical altercation. And that's actually a bad look, not into, not just to your employees, but into your customer base as well. Because once you start having a physical altercation, the thing is about physical altercations is that they can spiral out of control very quickly, very quickly. Okay. So if it does, it can leak out into the street. And in this day and age, we got cell phone cameras and all this other stuff. So that stuff can instantly be posted on social media and go viral uh, within a matter of literally minutes. Okay. So just keep that in mind to just be professional when you're um, in the process of terminating somebody. And remember, like I was saying earlier, don't take it personal. Okay. Don't take it personal. Yes, you don't want to. I mean, I'm sorry. No, you don't want to fire anybody. It sucks. You never want to be in a situation where you're messing with somebody's pocketbook or how they feed their family or how they take care of themselves. Right. But at the same time, when you hired them, you set an expectation. Okay. You set some standards. And based on their performance and their attitude and how they affected the culture, they did not meet that standard. So you have to understand that once you make that point of letting them go, you have to let them go. You can't put your personal feelings in, even if you're if you're friends. Now, if you became friends on the job and you guys are able to separate that, that's a whole nother issue. OK, and that and that takes a lot of uh, maturity on both of your parts. But I've seen too many times where not many people are able to do that. Keep it professional. Don't get too personal empathize with them but don't necessarily sympathize with them okay because once you start to sympathize with them then you're starting to get a little bit too personal and then you know like i said you know you're close to rescinding the termination and it's just it goes bad from there basically it just really goes bad from there so remember that so what's the bottom line firing somebody sucks okay it really does suck now, I tried to give it like a really catchy title for this episode, promoting your employee to customer, because once you fire them, that's really what they are to you now. The only relationship they can really have is as a customer. But the thing is, is that, you know, and you, and keep in mind, you had this high expectation when you hired them, right? When you start a business, it's usually just you and uh, like maybe some family members, but most of the time it's just you by yourself. You're generating some revenue, you're getting some, uh, you're getting some uh, sales, and it's building momentum, and now you need to go hire people, right? And you have the best expectations when you hire people. But sometimes they just don't work out. They just don't work out, okay? And like I said earlier, you have to be okay with letting them go. People in your business are the most important asset you will ever have, okay? However, sometimes you have to leverage them in order to move them forward. And in this case, you have to terminate them from time to time. And that's okay. Because... In the end, if you don't let them go, then it can really drive your business into the ground and then nobody gets to have the benefit of what you produce into the marketplace. So that's it. That's this week's episode of The Startup Life. I hope you got great value. It was a tough one. Like I said, firing people sucks, but it's one of those things that we sometimes have to do in order to move forward. If you want to let us know what you think about the show or like to advertise on our show, let us know in the comment section. Subscribe to our show as The Startup Life can now be heard on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. And also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Owls LLC. 
for a behind the scenes look into what we do at Owls, follow us on Snapchat at Owls LLC. There you will see our creative process and exclusive content. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.